0: Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series, short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, race recaps, the good, the bad. And the ugly if It happens on the Cars Tour. Stickered Up is chewish on, on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn.
1: Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. And we head to Hall, North Carolina this weekend. Friday night racing at A Speedway. The Pereer Tank Lines, 225. 125 laps for the late model stock cars. 100 laps for the pro late models. They'll make their debut at A Speedway this Friday night. But before we jump into this weekend's festivities, we've got to recap the conclusion of the Throwback 276 at Hickory Motor Speedway. Late model stock cars took to the track Friday night for their 138 lap feature. We go to Tony Stevens and Pit Road TV for the call.
2: It has been six days delayed, but the Honeywell Home Throwback 276, Field races their way into turns one and two, and up front, it is Connor Hall, the dick trickle throwback, and he's trading paint with the king, Richard, I'm sorry, that is William Sawalich in the 43. Hall leads lap number one, and already, Ryan, they're coming up with some slower traffic, in the form of Clint Boyer, I mean, uh, Hayden Swank in the AC Delco car. Number 10 goes to William Sawalich. But I'll tell you who I'm impressed with right now, Ryan. That blue number eight, Jeff Burton, throwback of Zach Miracle. Had a really good run here back in the spring. Got thwarted with a mid-race accident. But he now is up to second and chasing down William Swalish. Caution, turn number four. Chase Burrow, Dylan Ward. Luke Finhouse, and I believe that is Jonathan Schaefer. Yes, it is. All involved over in the fourth turn. That is not what you want to see, man. Oh, Luke Finhouse's car's done. Speaking of barely, oh, a little contact there between the leaders. William Sawalich barely going to lead lap number 20. Sawalich has chosen the bottom. Trevor Ward gives him that lane. 13 to go. This is really helping Hall. Hall gets around Ward, no problems. Sawalich so sails it in underneath of Langley and Chad McComby. Clear for William Sawalich. Connor Hall may have the same thing this time off turn two. He now clear of Chad McComby. The gap officially last time less than four tenths of a second. You don't need a watch to tell you that. You can see it. It's two and a half car lengths to start finish. Richard Petty and Dick Trickle going for victory with their respective liveries here driven by William Solich and Connor Hall respectively. I cannot think of two more iconic drivers two more iconic cars and I'm not kidding a more iconic racetrack to go for a victory here at Hickory. Swalic, first real challenge of the night. They lead on one another, they trade paint in turn three. Move Connor Hall back to the point on lap number 131, but William Swalic is not gonna give it up easily. What a crossover. We've seen a lot of fantastic finishes here and otherwise, the Solid Rock Carriers cars tour. Hall now has the lead all to himself. Will this come down as another one with five laps to go? Oh, he's gonna give him the bumper there. Oh, he moved him up. We've seen this now multiple times, and guys, they have that much respect for one another. They will move each other, but they have yet to wreck one another. Hall again the crosser rough turn two this time. Do we see it? He now, look at Sawalich on the wheel. Swatton flies in the cockpit. That may have been the winning move by Connor Hall. Just enough ground. This time through turns three racing pole sitter, Connor Hall will see the white flag. He has fallen back through the field, clawed his way forward in an epic battle for the ages with William Swalich. Connor Hall sails the car into turn number three. And for the second time in Cars Tour throwback history, a dick trickle throwback goes to victory lane in the throwback 276. Tonight, it is driven by Connor Hall. Did you outduel the king in a dick trickle car? That had to be one of the best races we have seen in years. How did you do it?
3: Well, I mean, first, before we even get to that, um, I mean, I don't even know how old the kid is. I think he's 15 years old, and he's driving like the king. Um, So, hats off to those guys. I, uh, you know, we got a little physical there, but I think both of us kind of realized it was the only way that one of us were going to come on top. So, uh, you know, hats off to those guys. They bring an incredible piece. But... uh, I mean, darn, as far as the race, uh, you know, I kind I call it a halfway break, but the rain delay, I thought we were really messing up on our strategy, but uh, obviously at the end it paid off, so here we are.
1: And Connor Hall goes to victory lane for the third time in 2022. He out-wrestles William Swalowich, who finished second. Caden Honeycutt came home third. Carson Quapple, the points leader, fourth. Deep McCaskill, fifth. Brandon Pierce with a solid sixth-place finish. Zach Miracle, seventh. Connor Jones, eighth. Mason Diaz, ninth. And Daniel Silvestri round out the top ten. 29 of the 32 cars that initially took time last Saturday uh, actually came back and started the race um and like you heard in tony stevens one of the best races in cars tour history from my standpoint and if you don't have pit road tv and you weren't at the racetrack you need to do yourself a favor subscribe even if it's just for a month to watch that epic battle between connor hall and william Sawalowicz. and those two drivers have kind of uh, they've they've kind of made a name for themselves here in the last couple of months in the cars tour. William Sawalowicz on the pro side and the late model side, but on the pro side, he's won three races. He's kind of made himself known as he's got to be the force to be reckoned with on the pro side. Absolutely will be that way at a Speedway this coming weekend, and the same can be said for Connor Hall. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll take this opportunity. Come down pit road, stick her up, and we return. We're going to talk with a Cars Tour alumni, and what she's doing now, now that she's out of the seat, Ms. Molly Helmuth with 9D Creative. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast.
4: Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Furniture for
0: Less, prices 30 to 40% less than the big box furniture stores. Conveniently located, 3301 Richlands Highway, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Call Adam Resnick, 910-540-7157. That's That's 910-540-7157. For all your furniture needs, give them a call. Furniture for Less, official furniture supplier of the Stickered Up podcast. Follow them on Facebook at Furniture for Less, Jacksonville.
4: Performance Racing Warehouse at 600 Park Drive in Statesville, North Carolina. has produced winning race cars throughout the Southeast since 2010. When you purchase a Performance Racing Warehouse chassis, you can be assured you're getting the latest and best technology developed from on-track testing. With the engineering background of owner Roger Johnson and the ingenuity of their fabrication team, you'll be getting the latest and the greatest chassis. With wins and championships that speak for themselves. In addition to the PRW chassis, Performance offers a full inventory of racing parts, in-house setups, and consulting, along with suspension and chassis pull-down analysis. Visit the 48,000-square-foot facility in Statesville, North Carolina, or call Roger Johnson, 704-838-1400 and get started on building your new winning race car today. Also, visit the website, performancecenter.com. P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Performancecenter.com. Hi, this
1: is William Swalich, driver of the number six Sparky Pro Late Model, and you're listening to Stick It Up Podcast. Green flag back. This edition of the Stickered Up Podcast. Joining me via the GSX Raps hotline, the owner of Nine D Creative and Cars Tour, super late model stock car alumni, Ms. Molly Helmuth. Molly, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So
1: you've you've been out of a race car for a couple years, and um, a lot of people still come up to me and ask hey what's molly doing have you talked to molly and i thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring you on the show and 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 let some folks know what molly Helmuth is doing uh these days with 9d creative and um obviously you you announced a couple of years ago that that you were going to step out of the race car to focus on your business and um I've been able to kind of watch you grow um, from doing it at your house to you've got a, a building now, a very attractive building uh, as far as where you do all your work. Tell tell the folks that, that are listening kind of what, what's going on with 9D Creative.
3: Yeah, so I guess the background on 9D is... Um... When I was living in Seattle, Washington, that's where I was born and raised. Before I moved to North, North Carolina, um, I went to school at WGU. I got my bachelor's degree in marketing, and I, from a very young age, I was always very, very heavily involved in the branding side, the sponsorship side of Molly Helmuth Racing, and um, kind of just learned to love building relationships, the partnerships, um, the brands. Uh, it just was something that I. I learned to love. And um, so when I moved to North Carolina and I was racing, I loved racing, but obviously I kind of, saw where I was pivoting um, to the business side of of motorsports instead of being behind the wheel and um, so I raced for two years in the cars tour and uh, met a lot of great people I think that the move from Seattle to North Carolina was probably the best decision that I have made in my lifetime I've um, just met so many great people and in my business of 90 wouldn't be as strong as it is today if it started in Washington. I started it when I moved here when I was just sitting on the couch one night, you know, still racing just trying to figure out, you know, how I was going to make some money off to the side and started the business and it just kind of just slowly took off and it's hard to put um, you know, when you're when you're a race car driver you have to focus 110% on racing and that's the same with owning a business and it's like I couldn't do I had to do one or the other and I could kind of see my heart was not really strongly behind the wheel of the race car anymore. I can just kind of see that. And um, so that's when I made that transition to be a full-time business owner and um, run with 90. So I've had the business for a few years now and um, it's been great. Like you said, I have a office now and I've built my clientele and kind of figured out where I am within the motorsports realm and i still get to go to the racetrack i still get to see all all the people that i i you know saw before and then some you know it's funny because when you're a race car driver you're kind of only involved with the people that are surrounding you so your sponsors your team um, your fans, your family, and your, your circle just seems really small. At least for me, it just felt small. And then when I became this business owner, I, I more, I know more people now than I did before. You know, I, I work with a lot of businesses within motorsports, um, manufacturers that, you know, I used their products when I was a race car driver and now I'm running their business, not running their business, but running their marketing campaigns. And um, so it's just kind of crazy to see and meet new people. And you thought these people were kind of unreachable when you were a race car driver, and now it's like you can I can shoot the crap with them now and tell them how to what they're doing wrong or what they're doing right or whatever. So it's it's kind of fun to see that transition. I've made more friends than I ever have being here and building this business. But so ninety, sorry, I'm just like rambling on. Hopefully, this is making sense. But um, ninety originally started with. My race car number was 90 back in Seattle. So I wanted to connect those roots of the number 90 because that's how everyone kind of knew me. It wasn't my number when I was here, but I wanted to tie that back in. So it's the number n- number nine letter D creative um, is the roots of that. So it's pronounced 90 creative. And... Um, we pretty much just do videography, website development, logo creations, marketing decks, anything that a driver, a team or business within motorsports needs, we do. And then we've obviously expanded outside of motorsports now, um, which I'm very grateful to have built relationships with business owners in Mooresville. So yeah, it's just kind of growing and trying to find some people to <laughs> become part of my team. And that's why we had Nick here earlier today. But um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a fun ride and I'm glad that people are still interested in what I'm doing. I guess, But um, yeah, it's definitely a different turn.
1: Chat with Molly Helmuth with 9D Creative and, and Molly, good luck finding um, employees because I can tell you <laughs> it's been, it's been a difficult challenge for me yeah. up here as well. And uh, like you said, you do still go to the racetrack and you know uh, you and I've got a great partnership that we've been able to build over the last few years. And I sat back and thought the last time, you know, we, we live about a couple hours away, but the last time I actually saw you was was down at Speed Weeks in February down in Florida. And um, a, a young man that you were um, you were working uh, with that particular week, William Sawalowicz, um, has really turned a lot of heads in the cars tour here, uh, mm-hmm. especially on the pro side. What are your thoughts? I mean, again, uh, William's very young, a very talented Mm. young man. What are your thoughts on on William Swalowicz as he's starting to kind of – people are starting to take notice of
3: him? I, for one, he is like – just his family in general is the nicest family that you'll probably meet with in motorsports. Stacy's amazing. William is just very, very – he's quiet, he's shy, but he's very – you know, good to talk to, I guess. Um, so his, his traits will go for, will take him far in the sport for sure. He's not, you know, cocky or arrogant. He's just, he just gets in the car, does his thing. And when he wins, he's just like, okay what's next? So he's obviously turned a lot of heads. Like you said, um, he's had a lot of great success with, with Wilson Motorsports and Setzers. Um, he's putting himself in the correct places, um, with the correct teams, the correct people that, you know, fit his personality. And, um, I think he just, he's just on a really, really solid path right now. And, um, I think I don't I don't really know where he's going to go, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to go far and you'll see him moving up and, you know, see him on the big screen one day for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he definitely has a lot of talent and um, I'm happy to have him as one of my clients his like i said he's just really great and his whole family's really great so happy to have him part of the 90 team
1: yeah and and definitely he's one of those one of those young men that and we've had him here on stickered up and and one thing that our producer and i mentioned as soon as his he interviews extremely well for being a 14 year Mm -hmm. 15 year old kid but Go on the uh, the other side of the spectrum as far as another driver that you've worked with um, over the last couple of years, um, someone that's a, a little more renowned, a little more popular on the on the super late model side, Mister Bubba Pollard. Someone that you've worked with and, and you've actually helped him uh, and his family uh, down at their dirt track in Georgia as far as helping them promote that and um, and, and build up their social media presence. Talk a little bit about that particular project? Because to me, I think that's very intriguing because it's racing related, but it's not really driver centric. It's more towards the racetrack and the actual promotion of events.
3: Right. Yeah. No, this has been a really fun project. So, um, I started working for, for Bubba for his race team. Um, about it wasn't last year It was the year before that. Um, I started at the Derby and, um, yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm getting my ears confused. But yes. So I started with him. And then at the Chili Bowl, I was working for Rico Abreu and they gave me a call, Andrea and Bubba. So this was, you know, very, very fresh. We just came off of the snowball and now I'm at the Chili Bowl. And they gave me a call and they're like, hey, um, we're buying a racetrack. It used to be in our family's name. Uh, our grandfather owned it. And we need somebody to help us with marketing. We don't know where to start. And it was, they're like, would you be interested? And, you know, I only worked with them for a couple of months, but it's, you know, it's Bubba. It's like, he's a cool guy. Everyone knows him. You know, his family's incredibly nice. I feel like I put myself with really solid people within this industry. And um, I'm like, well, this sounds like something that's going to be a big project, but um, it sounds like a fun project because from where I'm from in Seattle, we didn't have a lot of dirt racing. And so I started to kind of, put my foot in a little bit more of the dirt side with I work you know, obviously with Rico and then with Ferguson. And so I kind of built this, this love for dirt racing. So I'm like, okay, this sounds fun. Like it's, it's not, it's, it's just a challenge is ultimately what it was. So, um, we started the branding for the web or for, for Sonoy raceway. Um, you know, the branding as in logos, website, social media platforms, event flyers. And then they came to me about, 6 months into the the partnership with the with the Raceway and then they're they're planning these big events with the World of Outlaws and and the Peach Day Classic, which is their biggest event. It's fifty-three thousand dollars to win. And it's it's just this big event. We we started to plan this event and it's just been, you know, you're thinking of all the different sort of things of camping and reserve ticketing and all these different things that you just you know you don't really think about as a as a race car driver that we've all kind of dealt with, but how do we make an event that's that's big and everyone wants to come back to for years and years and years. So it's been fun. It's been fun working with them and growing this event and growing the racetrack and, and just seeing it build. And every day is a new adventure. I probably talked to Andrea and Bubba and Mark like five times a day each. Like we're just always on the phone constantly trying to grow, grow the racetrack. So it's been fun. Um, but yeah, I just, like I said, I, I can't be more fortunate to, to be partnered with great people like the Swalich family and, and the Pollard family. And then I have so many other more than that, but it's been fun.
1: The big talk, uh, obviously, here in the last uh, about the last couple of months, uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway uh, announced that they were going to uh, go back racing, and uh, that racing revival started last weekend uh, with the modifieds. The super late models uh, will be in action this coming weekend at North Wilkesboro, and. Uh, your boyfriend, Tanner Taylor, are I get that right. I get it. Tyler, Ty, Tyler <laughs> Tanner. Tyler yeah. Tanner. It's okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a tongue twister the, every time. But.
3: <laughs> hey, it's funny though, because I did stuff for, um, last year I was doing stuff for Tyler Ankrum, Tanner Gray, Taylor Gray, and then my boyfriend's Tyler Tanner. And it was. It's a twister. Most, yeah, it was the most like they all have the same name, but it's just like how do you rearrange right. it pretty much? Right. But it was just it's funny. But yeah, go ahead. But
1: he's but he's on the entry list for this weekend. I mean, obviously he's still doing a little, he's not doing as much racing as he probably wants to, but he's but he's registered for this weekend. I know that Bubba Pollard's gonna be at North Wilkesboro. So I guess my first question have you been to North Wilkesboro yet? And if not, will this weekend be your first weekend at North Wilkesboro?
3: Um, I have not been there. So, yes, it will be my first time going there. I hear a lot of great things about it. I've been asking a lot of um, different people that have gone there. One of my clients is uh, Buzzy Racing, and they do obviously drivetrain components in both modified late models, um, Xfinity, ARCA, all sorts of things. And um, their son, Tom Buzzy, raced there last weekend on the opening in the modified. So, I talked to them a little bit about it. Um, I've talked to photographers about it and they all say it's, you know, really, you know, the vibe is still there. I also talked to Ryan priest about it yesterday and he was just over the moon about it. Said it was a great event. Um, he's giving me a little pointers to give to, to Tyler, but I don't know if that's going to go over well. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited to see how it goes and, um, yeah it's cool what they're doing
1: yeah i think the the cool thing is is the cars tour will be there with the pros um on august 20th and then with the late models to wrap up the month-long asphalt portion of the revival with dale jr participating in the late model it's kind of cool for me too that's actually where i saw my first cup race back in 1988 and and to be able to go back and 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 be a part of that last race on the original asphalt going to be going to be really cool but uh, i did I definitely want to check uh, you know wanted to kind of check the pulse of you about that because you know people wondered hey do you really think people are going to show up on a wednesday for a race and they had nine thousand people in the grandstands yeah, for the modified race and and honestly i think um I, I don't know if they do in pre-sale but i can't imagine that this cars tour uh, late model race at the end of the month, especially with Dale Jr. in the field. I mean, by far, will probably be the largest in-person crowd to ever watch a Cars Tour race.
3: Yeah, 100%. No, it'll be awesome to see for sure.
1: Uh, Molly, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Uh, I mean, like I said, you you represent drivers. You do a lot of different things for drivers. Like you said, marketing decks, social media management, uh, apparel, website design. If there's a driver out there or a a, a business that's in the racing industry that that would be interested in reaching out to you, how can they get a hold of you?
3: (laughs) um pretty much however you can find me on social media so that's uh either my personal page or they can search my business page which is the number nine letter d creative 90 creative which is on facebook twitter instagram um and then my website www.90creative.com so yeah just send me a message or send steven a message and then he can send me a message and it's pretty easy to get a hold of me so um but yeah i'd love to work with anyone that needs help um I always say I'm a big helper. I like to see people succeed. I like to see drivers grow, businesses grow, um, and just meet new people. So um, I, know I hope you, you guys... Well, I know learned you, a little bit oh
1: absolutely you it's always it's always fun to chat with you and and i did want to ask obviously you probably still get the the racetrack fix uh going to the racetrack on on the work side but but you, you sparked a question i said i wouldn't ask you this question but i'm going to ask it in a different <laughs> way because yeah. you said that you were really gotten into the dirt have you ever dirt race and is it something that you would entertain given the opportunity
3: uh no no
1: <laughs> Even even, even, so even I, one of the micros at Millbridge. I mean, that's... yeah, no.
3: Um. So I raced one time in a dirt go kart back in Washington. Okay, and it was fun, but like, it just wasn't. It wasn't my cup of tea. I don't know. I just, I really don't care to get back behind the wheel anymore. I mean, Tyler and I talk about maybe going out to GoPro after work, you know, on a weeknight or something, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um. So I wouldn't mind getting back behind the wheel of just a go kart and just like messing around. Yeah. Um, the other thing I told Tyler is if you know he goes well, we could we can definitely get you on a in a car one day if you (laughs) really if you really 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 want to, which I haven't gotten to that point. The only point that I told him I said is if it were to be like at my home track of Evergreen Speedway where I've made a hundred. Thousand laps at well, not that many, but a track that would be like riding a bike to me. You know, I was in a race car last year. I got the awesome opportunity to run one of Bob Pollard's cars um, at Pensacola, and I never had driven there. Uh, Pensacola is a beast of its own, and I hadn't been in a car for a really long time, and it's just hard for me, like to turn my brain back onto racing when it's been turned off of it for multiple years. Um, it makes sense of a driver, you know, like Dylan Smith, for example, he just got back in a car, um, at Indy in the ARCA on, in the ARCA race, but he like his passion is just, he really wants to race. And so he hasn't been in the car for long. So, but his heart was still in it. Like he just, he loves the sport he loves being behind the wheel so it might be a little bit easier for him to to jump in the car because he has that excitement like i just don't have that spark anymore which is sad like it's it's you know it's probably not something a lot of people want to hear especially like you or my (laughs) father (laughs) um but it's just i don't know i just feel like i've made my i've made that i've turned that corner of like where my path is um And I always tell people I like going to the racetrack and make money instead of spend it now. So,
1: absolutely.
3: Well, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll give you a little bit of advice. I I can tell people that you've taken that passion of, of when you were driving and when you were committed to it and you've put that into your business and, and that shows, um, you're very well respected in what you do. Um, and and being a female business owner and even a female racer when you were, when you were racing in a heavily male dominated sport says a lot about your, your passion and your drive. Um, I will remind you as a small business owner, make sure that you take time for yourself and you don't work a (laughs) hundred hours a week. A GoPro to and, and, and mess around <laughs> on a tuesday night those are the things that you can't get that back but yeah. molly it's been such a pleasure to catch up with you here on the stickered up podcast best of luck to you and hopefully we'll see you at a racetrack here in the near future
3: awesome thank you so much i appreciate
1: it that's molly Helmuth, owner of 9d creative brandon willard has the caution flag out on this segment of stickered up we'll come down pit road Sticker Up, when we return, we'll preview this weekend's Career Tank Lines 225 from a Speedway. You're listening to the Sticker Up Podcast.
4: Sticker up. up, official podcast to of the Cars Tour.
0: the picture with pit row tv the official home of cars tour tv where winners watch their favorite races if you can't make it to the track tune in and let tony Stevens bring you all the action for the cars tour pit row tv check them out online pit row.tv that's pit row.tv don't change that channel Overlays powered by Racetrace. Compare your driving line around the track against the best and see how you stack up against the competition. They get every lap, every car, every available car. at every Cars Tour event. New for 2022 Tracks on IT services, and they can set up a network exclusive to your needs at the racetrack on race weekends. Contact Adam Zirkel, 434 222 8947.
4: That's 434 222 8947. Delivery by truck. Part of the light blood of our nation. Solid rock carriers. LaGrange, North Carolina gets the job done specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods and here's an opportunity for you you can join the Solid Rock Carriers team if you have a CDL license and would like to find out more call 252-521-1757 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers supporting short track racers and industry professionals and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour This is
3: Molly Helmuth, owner of 90 Creative and you're listening to the Sticker Podcast with Stephen
4: Dunn. White
1: flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We head to Ace Speedway. This weekend, Friday night, August the 11th, for the running of the Pereira Tank Lines 225. 23 late model stock cars have pre-entered for this weekend's festivities. They include Deke McCaskill, Andrew Grady, Brandon Pierce, Braden Rogers, Hayden Swank, Carter Langley, Carson Quapple, Chase Burrow, Jansen Marchbanks, Caden Honeycutt, Chad McCumbie, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Zach Miracle, William Sawalowicz, Connor Jones, Connor Hall, Minnie Tyrell in his first Cars Tour race of 2022, Jonathan Schaefer, Jacob Hefner, Blake Stallings, Jared Fryer, the most recent winner of the Hampton Heat at Langley Speedway a couple of weeks ago, and ace favorite Trevor Ward. Eleven pro late models pre-registered for this weekend's race. They include Cody King, Gavin Bolshey, William Sawalowicz, the three-time winner, Rusty Skews, Austin McDonald, Penn Krim, Nick Loden, Caden Quapple, Charlie Keevan, Logan Jones, and Luke Finhouse. Action begins at the racetrack on Thursday afternoon, 12.30. Late model stock cars take to the track for practice. They'll alternate with the pro late models until 4.30. Back at the racetrack on Friday afternoon, rotating practices for the Pro Late Models and the Late Model Stock Cars starts at 1:45 and goes to 3:45. Grandstands will open at 6 o'clock. Single car qualifying for the Late Model Stock Cars slated for 7:05, 7:20 Pro Late Model qualifying. 7.50 pre-race ceremonies, the green flag will wave for the Pereira Tank Lines 2.25 at 8 o'clock. Mini stocks will be also on the docket for 30 laps, Champ Cars for 20, and the Ace Speedway Limited Late Models for 40 laps. Tickets are $25 for general admission, $10 for youth 6 to 12.00. Cars, pit pass $45, local pit pass $35. If you can't make it to the racetrack, we invite you to join our friends at Pit Road TV to catch all of the action. I want to thank those folks that make Stickered Up possible each and every week Kirk Ipockwood, Solid Rock Carriers, BST Shocks, PJ Bront, Pit Road TV, Furniture for Less geocut adam Circle performance technology and super excited to add roger johnson and performance center racing warehouse to our list of supporters for the podcast for the remainder of 2022 also want to thank morgan patrick dave perkins here at broadcasting experts make a sound So good each and every week. And as always, want to thank our guest, Ms. Molly Helmuth with 9D Creative. That's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn.
4: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.